Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. From LinkedIn News, I'm Leah Smart, host of Everyday Better, an award-winning weekly podcast dedicated to personal development. Whether you're looking for ways to shift your mindset or seeking more fulfillment in your life, we've got you covered. Join me as we dive into captivating stories and research-backed ideas that have empowered me and others to lead lives with more clarity and intention. Everyday Better, making growth an everyday practice. Listen to Everyday Better on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Jesse Hempel, host of the Hello Monday podcast. In my 20s, I knew what career success looked like. In midlife, it's not that simple. Work is changing, we are changing, and there's no guidebook for how to make sense of it. Start your week with the Hello Monday podcast. Listen to Hello Monday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Carol G. Juan Gabriel. Christina Aguilera. What do these three have in common? You mean apart from impeccable style, chart-topping canciones, and drama? Facts, yes, all of the above are correct. But most importantly, they're some of the biggest Latin icons in the world. And they're just a few of the game-changing Latin stars we're covering in Becoming an Icon Season 2. Listen to Becoming an Icon on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Ladies and gentlemen, you want experience during your football season? Well, buckle up, sweet cheeks. That's all we need. We've got all the experience in the world. This is I Want Your Flex with Dan Beyer and Mike Harmon. Mike and Dan break down everything you need to set your lineups. From position rankings to starts and sits, the guys help you make those hard decisions. And now, let's get your flex on. Here's Dan Beyer and Mike Harmon. All right. I have no idea on what to say about Week 15 of the National Football League. Week 15 was so crazy that Mike Harmon actually is doing the show in a bathroom. You think I lie. You think I'm kidding. Wait till you hear what we've got for you on I Want Your Flex. Welcome in. Find me on Twitter, at Dan Byer on Fox. You're going to hear from Mike Harmon. You can always tweet. Uh, you can tweet at Mike at Swollen Dome. Our executive producer, Ryan Bershinger, is going to be doing uh, a lot of the heavy lifting with me today. Not that Harmon isn't doing any heavy lifting, but Harmon's uh, in Florida. He's got the week off, but he still took out time to give us some fantasy info. So we're going to hear from Mike in the meantime. But Bursch is in with me, and um, we're going to get into to what happened in Week 15. I know the NFL every week we say this, Ryan, but it is it is crazy to me to see two instances, and I, I love how all of the like like the NFL stat that they wanted to show was like first time ever three teams came back from seventeen point deficits. <laughs> No, it was the first time some guy threw the ball backwards to this other team in a tie game. Like, that's the only stat that you needed to put up. You could have put up the Colts-Vikings, but, I mean, that was it was just an absolute crazy, crazy week. I know so many fantasy instances came down to the final, you know, plays in the Green Bay Rams game, but I don't remember a week like this, at least this season that we've had in the NFL. 
Oh, it, it was insane. It's just the fact that uh, that the uh, the headlining craziness of the weekend didn't even happen in like the the early window on Sunday, where you had six games, all of them were one possession, a couple going to overtime. You had the Texans almost pull off an upset again. Uh, you had it, it, like, it, and that's like the tenth craziest thing of the week. So, uh, yeah, no, just a just a really really wild week, and especially for people who play fantasy, uh, even more wild because. Uh, the the performances that happened this week uh, had a real heavy impact on fantasy playoffs you won a game a playoff game because aaron jones stopped at the one yard line on monday night yes was that it a playoff game Yes, and uh, this is it was wild. Uh, so many things had to happen in this game for my team to win. This is my main league, a 12-team league, where this season we introduced trading picks for players at the deadline, and the guy I was facing, I barely got in as the sixth seed. This was the league that we've talked about where I did some whispering in the background to help secure my playoff spot. Uh, I barely got in and faced this three-seed of a juggernaut of a team where he traded his first-round pick for next season <laughs> for Patrick Mahomes, Saquon Barkley, and Aaron Jones, and already having Travis Kelsey and Justin Jefferson and Austin Eckler on this roster. So I truly played the role of David versus Goliath in this matchup. And it's all, I mean, primarily thanks to, again, like so many things had to happen right. I played Zay Jones. And his three touchdowns Perfect, were gigantic yeah. for me. I played Latavius Murray, and he got 20 points. Wow, good play. Uh, yeah, it was uh, things really, really came through. And, you know, for good measure, because we always talk about it here on this pod, I, I was all over the Saints defense this week as my streaming pick because they were playing Desmond Ritter in his first start with the mm-hmm. Falcons. They got six points. That's fine. Um, my opponent played the Jets defense against the Detroit Lions who got him a negative one and yes I came into Monday night with a 22 point lead and Aaron Jones was stopped on the one yard line on a fourth and two from the four uh, and then the Packers needed out, and I won by three and a half points. It was an insanely dramatic end to uh, probably the wildest, most impressive playoff win I've, I've ever been a part of. And uh, uh, now, hopefully, this momentum will carry me. But yeah, this was uh, truly insane, the amount of things that had to happen. And I owe part of that to my uh, defensive strategy. Did, did you <laughs> Did you think Jones went down purposely at the one? No, I thought he was trying to get in. <laughs> I, it, See, he I didn't. I thought like I thought that there there was you know like I thought they were trying to get Christian Watson the touchdown and Rogers' mm-hmm. comments after the game sure made it sound like that. But I thought right. you know what like there would be something that I think they would love to know that they just took off two-thirds of a quarter or whatever with nine minutes and were able to just run out the clock mm-hmm. and be able to like set it up so i you know i i i'll tell you what i'll maybe side with you but i think after it was said and done that they liked that it turned out that way i bet you jones could you go in like mm-hmm. listen the rams have only you know i mean they only scored one touchdown all night you know they're they're not going to come back and score if you even if you um, put mm-hmm. your defense back out there. You know after you score a touchdown, the only thing you're doing is saying we don't want to get our def- any but anybody hurt on defense. Mm-hmm. So maybe it'd be best if we took an you know took a knee and just stopped at the one. But mm-hmm. I think in the end that they probably preferred to end the way that it did. 
And but, he might have done that on purpose. I, I think because of the intensity of the moment for me, I assumed that he was just a, a, a wrecking crew for the end zone. Sure. And so I was losing my mind. Also, as a Packer fan, it was a very bizarre uh, a couple of minutes for me. I was very excited to see a, a Patrick Taylor take the field instead of Aaron Jones at the start of that last drive. And I'm like, yeah, good. Let's get the young guy some work here. Let's uh, let's see what he's got. And then once they got to the ramp side of the field, they brought Aaron back. And I'm like, no. Oh, this is not not, uh, not going to go well for me. But uh, yeah, I got I got lucky, and uh, I I move on to the next round with the with a good shot now. Like that was that yeah. was definitely the biggest competition I was going to face. So um, yeah, it feels great. It's we amazing. had a guy in our le- in our league that had Christian Watson, uh-huh. and if he scores on any of those two plays, he ends up winning. It's our uh, regular season finale in our final week. And those spots suck because I, I know, like, you know, I you know other people are watching. I, half of our league probably has no idea what's going on. But they're, like, I know, you know, that, that he's obviously standing in front of the TV. Plus, they're, you know, we're in, they're in Wisconsin, so yeah. they're watching the backer game, obviously. But with fantasy football, and I was just like, like, are you bleeping me when that <laughs> happened? And he sent me a text. He goes, you know, I, if Watson scores, I'm knocked out of my guillotine league. Oof. So it was so it was fifty fifty for him either way, but it also shows the absolute addiction that those guillotine leagues can uh, uh, can provide. But uh, yeah, crazy crazy ending. Um, nothing matched up for um, what we actually had in two other games. Bursch and I are going to get into that in a little bit. Do want to dive into what we got right and what we got wrong? I'm going to give you my two big home runs. I told you the points of Palooza would be Dallas and Jacksonville. And boy, was it ever, um, you know, especially on both sides of the ball. Jaguars D even uh, gives up a bunch of points, but still is able to able to cash in. Cowboys uh, putting a bunch of points up on the board. I hit that one. I also told you to bench Joe Mixon. It was my Joe Mixon revenge. Ended up with 21 yards on the ground. Did have five receptions, but only for 33 yards. So a, so a modest, modest day for the Bengals running back. And so I hit that one. Now, we told you Harmon. Uh, it was week 15 was so crazy. He decided to do the show in a bathroom. Here are his hits. And I kid you not, this is Harmon in the bathroom with his hits for week 15. Dan Ryan, what another crazy week in the National Football League. Fantastic uh, finishes, depending on which end of the uh, situation you're on. And then once scoring sets and you start throwing things at your televisions, um, then you take a deep breath and you keep moving on because you have to get ready for the holiday, holiday, holidays, and everything it entails. Uh, For the hits this week, did really well. Once again, the quarterback position served me just fine. Four out of the five that we gave you in the top five hit, uh, including Kirk Cousins. I ranked him fifth. He finished third for the week. That's not too shabby. Usual suspects. Justin Herbert, though, with the uh, 24th place finish, just still has me shaking my head as we go through. Trevor Lawrence was in the hot plays. He finished fifth. Golf was a cold sore. He was 17th. Montgomery, a hot play at the running back position, finished sixth. I got cute with Connor, so I, I think I, I take a miss because I had him fifth. Finished 12th, still a RB1, but not quite to where we needed to. And then a couple of, of cold sores when you start looking at DeAndre Hopkins and Amari Cooper. Well, so I, I t- I'll take those Ws there. But then we start looking at some of the misses. Well, 
Derek Carr, cold sore, top 10. Joe Burrow, I looked really good for about a half. Well, he finished sixth. Uh, you keep going on down. Mac Jones is a ninja. He was 30th and miserable. Eckler was first. He was 16th. Diggs finished 40th. Gabe Davis was behind him. Uh, but the, the guy that stands out most, Miles Sanders, I had him ranked fourth. He was, um, well, he was not good. And he took to Twitter to let everybody know that he really doesn't care. Okay, there it is. Uh, number one in the can from the can from Mike Harmon, uh, Ryan Bershinger. Uh, there, yeah, Harmon, Harmon hit some home runs and uh, something else going, you know, who knows? Who knows? But anyway, we're going to hear from Mike later on. Again, he's on vacation in Florida. He's got kids sleeping. He's got parents sleeping. It's the only place that he can do his show. So that's what he's doing. Survivor and streaming defense-wise, you talked about the Saints. Uh, how did was, was that the only streaming defense that you played this past week? Uh, that was actually I was I was all aboard the Saints. I know I you know what in one I did I was able to grab the Chiefs in one league and uh, I I said to again still fade the Texans and for whatever reason the Texans uh, when they play good teams they they kind of throw caution to the wind and suddenly they're they're not terrible. Um, the Chiefs only got me three points. Uh, but again, I I mean this upcoming week that's the Titans defense against the Texans, and so maybe because the the Titans aren't quite the Cowboys or the Chiefs, uh, the Texans will go back to being bad again. So, uh, I in all seriousness, I would still consider uh, fading the Texans in, in terms of a, a streaming defenses. Survivor picks again. Um, the the Panthers uh, are, are not uh, they haven't been nice to me the last couple of weeks. <laughs> I thought no. the Seahawks were going to beat the Panthers. They did not. So then I said, well, the Panthers will get another win. Then they'll they'll take down the Steelers. And no, no, it wasn't particularly close. But I don't even remember what my Survivor pick was. But I, I don't expect you to recall it. But again, for for being so late in the season. If you're alive in a survivor pool, yeah. A, you probably don't need our advice. Yeah. But B, again, congratulations that you've made it this far because I've been long gone for, for weeks. Somewhere out week one. Like, remember the first three <laughs> weeks? It was just casualty yeah. after casualty. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I, I was eliminated from two survivor pools uh, in the first few weeks because, uh, yeah, I think ours – the the pool that I was in ended after week two or three, and then we started it again, and that lasted two weeks. Uh, so <laughs> then we're like, you know what? It's fine. <laughs> we'll just move on. That's uh, I I got it. into I kid you not five survivor different five different entries, mm-hmm. two different pools, three entries in one, two entries in another, and I think I lasted to week seven. <laughs> So, like, my deaths were, like, kind of by paper cuts where, yeah. like, each week I would lose one. Like, I, I lost the Browns in week two because of Joe Flacco and the Jets. Mm-hmm. That's right. And, and so there were, there were only, like, two weeks that I left feeling good. Mm-hmm. So next year I'm going to get into 18 Survivor Leagues, <laughs> and hopefully hopefully that will, uh, uh, that will provide uh, success. Uh, it can't be any worse than what the Colts or Raiders, or excuse me, the Patriots uh, had this past weekend. I have been going back and forth on this. I don't know what's worse because every time I want to just put the, put the rubber stamp on it, put it in ink and say the Patriots and how they lost was worse. I go back to the Colts and I say to myself, Ryan, I say the Vikings weren't even perfect in the second half. Mm-hmm. Like Kirk Cousins is throwing interceptions. They're stopped on fourth down. Yet they score and there's still two minutes left in the game. Yeah. Like like <laughs> that's the part that goes like I, I, 
It just you would think that if a team is up thirty three to nothing, that if you were to come back from that, they would have to play flawless football and everything would have to go wrong for the other team. Right. And that is not what happened. And that is not what happened at all. The Vikings were the Vikings made tons of plays. They were also flawed in, in certain aspects. <laughs> and then you go into overtime, and even if the Colts win, then you're like, oh, man, they blew the lead, but they still won. Like, you needed the field goal four seconds left to end up, you know, winning the actual game. Otherwise, it just ends in a tie. So that's what keeps, like, I want to say Patriots was worse and maybe the thing that we're going to talk about 20 years from now. But it's just how it happened with the Colts and Vikings that just keeps on maybe pulling me and making it a 50-50 deal. I I agree with you. I think that when you look at the two situations, obviously uh, the the ending to the Patriots game is wild, but it is also just a one-off play that went so incredibly poorly that it resulted in that loss. Uh, and I look at it kind of like, do you blame uh, the the Cubs' uh, 0-3 exit on Steve Bartman, or was it because the Cubs at the they they did have to play seven games in that yeah. series, and they still yeah. they lost four games, and and in that same inning, Alex Gonzalez boots a double play ball, and the Marlins uh, uh, get a crazy rally going on the Cubs, and the Cubs still had chances to come back and didn't. Um, so at the end of it, like again, so many things had to go wrong for the Colts uh, in order for them to succumb to. An incredibly terrible uh, uh, defeat. 33 points. It's insane. So I I think that because of that, I think what happened to the Colts is worse. But um, what happened to the Patriots? um, And I don't I don't mean to like, you know, sit back and point and laugh at the Patriots because, you know, they've had all the success and all. But like. It's funnier what happened to the Patriots, and I think just situationally, just yeah. what happened is crazy. But again, if the if the things were flipped there, and that happened to the Raiders, it would probably be just as funny. So um, that's that's where I think that what happened to the Colts is is crazier. But I think when we look back on this week in the future, the Patriots play is what's going to stick out in our minds. That's more. an interesting point because I actually think if it happened to the Raiders, like that would be. Um, just the icing on the cake. Yeah. <laughs> like, I mean, tuck rule, you know, like with, with them, yeah. especially if it like, you know, if it was, you know, that game, you know, Patriots Raiders. And it was, I mean, like we, because we love to pile on the Raiders and the Patriots have had so many things go their way mm-hmm. uh, with the tuck rule with the Russell Wilson interception. But, you know, like there's, there's also, you know, Adam Vinatieri had to make a kick in a blizzard, you know, in that Raiders game. And Malcolm Butler made the play at the one-yard line. But this was just, you know, like Jacoby Myers, fortunately, like this is the Leon Lett moment. Like this yeah. is, you know, he could break he could break the single-season receiving mark, and I still think we're going to remember this. Yeah. Like that's tough to shake. Yeah. The the other thing, though, and uh, this is my final point on, on again, why I, I keep on going back to Vikings-Colts is I think 20 years from now when they put up the graphic on Fox or on Apple TV or whoever the hell is going to have TV in 20 years from now, and they put up in the NFL games, whoever uh, puts up the graphic that says the largest comeback in NFL history happened in 2022 when the Vikings rallied from 33 points down. And you know what I'm going to say? I'm going to say to my to my son, and I'm going to say to his friends that are sitting around there, I'm going to be like, hey, guys, guess what? The coach of the Colts, 
His name was Jeff Saturday, and that game was played on a Saturday. And they're going to look at me really dumb and stupid, you know, like, who the hell cares? But, like, I'm going to remember that stat 20 years from now, and it was Saturday on a Saturday because we gave him so many props when they're up 33 nothing everywhere. I searched Twitter because I wanted to make a Saturday on Saturday joke, yeah. and it was just result after result after result. So I'm like, all right, I'm going to hold off. I'm not going to do it. Yeah. You know, I don't want to join the party. But uh, that's what's going to happen. 20 years from now, I'm going to say that. I, I, I'll probably be like, was it Jacoby Myers? Yeah, it was Jacoby Myers. Yeah, he was the one that threw it back to Chandler Jones. <laughs> and then, by the way, completely ran over Mac Jones. Yes. <laughs> Just send him to another dimension. <laughs> he's not here anymore. <laughs> I would like to just see the Tecmo. I hope somebody can recreate that play on Tecmo Bowl and then just see Mac Jones just be uh, pummeled by Chandler Jones. And, and, you know, and I'll give credit. This will be the final point. I do the Sunday show with George Reister. He goes, you know, Chandler Jones was the guy who missed the tackle and then didn't run downfield. Yeah. To like make another right. tackle, right? Like yeah. so, the other ten guys are actually doing stuff, and Jones is just <laughs> sitting there standing around, not doing anything. And what do you know? Fifty yards later, he's mean mugging in the end zone. You know, being I'm him, I'm him. You know, it just oh my goodness, how crazy. <laughs> Maybe that's maybe it is Patriots. Yeah, maybe. Uh, yeah, maybe it is. <laughs> Chandler, uh, he he uh, he he took Mac Jones and like turned him into like uh, you know an old uh, uh, Warner Brothers cartoon of the steamroller where they, they, <laughs> he takes the steamroller over him and then Mac Jones is completely flat and then kind of like floats up in the air for a second and then floats back down to the ground. Oh, uh, that was Jones on Jones crime. <laughs> that's what we had in Las Vegas in Week 15. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Juan Gabriel. Juan Gis. Selena. Selena. Celia Cruz. Azúcar. Carol G. La Bichota. Christina Aguilera. Ex-Tina. Just to name a few. We're serving the whole story. From rags to riches. And all the tea in between. I'm Liliana Vasquez. And I'm Joseph Carrillo. And we're the host of Becoming an Icon Season 2. Guess who's back in the house? And we're bringing you even more stories behind the world's biggest stars in Latin music. Certified Latin royalty. Consider us your star sleuths, your chisme besties, digging beneath los mejores éxitos to bring you everything you didn't know about your favorite Latin icons. Hey, you know what, my boo? You're my favorite icon. Aw, Joseph. Listen to Becoming an Icon, part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, 
Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating Cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. 15 just wasn't Colts and Vikings and Patriots and Raiders. There was a lot going on. The crazy game in Jacksonville between the Cowboys and Jaguars was another one. Mentioned the 17-point comebacks. That was one. Vikings was another. And then the Bengals, uh, just <laughs> Buccaneers had turnover problems in their in their matchup uh, and uh, completely turned the game in favor of Cincinnati, who ended up getting a win. I thought the Bucks were going to win. Did not uh, happen since he uh, gets another nice win on their resume. Bunch of surprises in Week 15. Let's head back to the John Mike Harmon, what do you got? A couple of surprises for Week 15. Well, back-to-back weeks, J.K. Dobbins uh, gets you over 100 yards. Maybe not surprising if you had great expectations coming into the year, but I've got to be uh, be honest. Given the injury histories and, and his lack of availability, starting to string games together, uh, a bit of a surprise, but certainly a welcome sign here as we get down the stretch with the other injuries we need to talk about. Higgins and Boyd both score in that wacky Tampa Bay, Cincy game, both were injured. Both were very difficult based on pregame reports to really recommend with any level of confidence. The return of the Mac, we always joke about it, 63 total yards and a touchdown. And then the, the offensive struggles for the Los Angeles Chargers. Talked already about Herbert finishing well outside QB1 territory, and that's me being kind, but also just the idea of Eckler and Williams and go on down the line, the lack of productivity, except for Dicker the kicker, uh, who gave you the total and and the uh, field goal you needed to maybe put you over the top. Uh, We could probably do a giant dissection of what went on in that Patriots game. Uh, with the Raiders, one of the most confusing things uh, we may ever see. Yeah, it, Mike, you don't have to worry about it because Bursch and I already, you know, you, you could just stay in the can and do what you need to do. <laughs> you know, his point about T. Higgins and Tyler Boyd, um, he's, he's 100% right because I, I have T. Higgins, and if there's a Q next to his name, there is no way I'm playing him ever because mm-hmm. this is this is twice this year that Zach Taylor um, – <laughs> Here we go in fantasy, and I know, um, <laughs> I know that Mike laughs at this stuff, but you know, coaches talking about fantasy, players talking about fantasy. But this is twice this year that T. Higgins uh, was made available for a game and then hardly played. Now, this wasn't the game because it was the week before that it happened with, right. with T. Higgins. But yeah, if if there is a red letter, if there's a red letter next to T. Higgins's name. I am not playing him. That is not going to happen. And so I, I, I hope I have depth, but I just don't want to be Zach Taylor again. 
Right. I actually was faced with that decision uh, as well this past week, um, and it was scary because uh, I definitely needed T. Higgins to to give me something in that game. And also the fact that he was playing in a later game on Sunday made it even worse because my other options that I could have pivoted to were Deontay Johnson and Donovan Peoples-Jones. And uh, while Peoples-Jones has, has been a, a surprise this season, I think he's doing well and now that Watson is starting to get a little better with throwing the ball, uh, is not a bad play at all. Um, I was considering Deontay Johnson, but then once they pivoted to Mitch Trubisky, it was harder for me to fully go in with that, knowing obviously the the potential payoff with T. Higgins is so much higher. But it is scary because of the fact that we just came off of a week where that exactly happened, where he came out for one snap and then uh, and then brought him back in. And that was it. Um, I, I saw, you know, I tried to consult rankings. T Higgins was very low on rankings throughout the week because, again, yeah, people were scared and you have no idea with him. So um, I did risk it. And it paid off because he had the touchdown. Yeah. Um, because, and the two-point conversion as well. Yes. But that's kind of actually where he made it up because he didn't have a huge yardage game. Right. You know? But that's actually has something to do more with Tampa mm. than anything else. Yeah. You know. The other, the other point about it, you mentioned the Steelers pivoting towards Trubisky. Mm-hmm. I don't think they pivoted. I think they went around in a circle eight times hoping <laughs> a different quarterback would show up. Sure. And then just got dizzy and are like, all right. It's apparently not going to change. Yeah. Trubisky, you're going to start over Mason Rudolph. I think that's – pivoting makes it seem like it was just one 30-degree motion, <laughs> yes. and no way they were looking for any other option to, uh, to turn around. I don't think I don't think that Mitchell Trubisky made it into Mike Harmon's waiver wire names for Week 16, but I have a feeling that there may be a Steeler in a name that we've talked about. Here are Harmon's waiver wire targets for the upcoming week. Looking at week 16 in the waiver wires, obviously on the wings of love with Osborne. Touchdowns back-to-back games for the Vikings. 10, 10 catches, 16 t- targets, 157 in the score in that wild game. That's the theme of the week, isn't it? Zay Jones, six catches on eight targets, 109, three touchdowns. Well, his target rate is what you need to look at here. Available in nearly half of leagues, seven-plus targets, five straight games. Deontay Johnson cried about the quarterbacking position. Maybe he didn't like it um, going in, but 10 for 10 off the arm of uh, Trubisky. And away we go. You got Cam Akers goes over 100 total yards. You got Marquise Goodwin with Tyler Lockett out. Opportunity there, Dan. He's had some big plays for the Seahawks in recent weeks. Zach Wilson has, uh, well, week week 16, he's, he's got a, a solid opportunity here uh, as well. So 317 and two in his return. Robert Sala saying, I don't like the way we do uh, this process and more or less microwave journalism. Kind of the same thing Mike Tomlin was crying about the other day, talking about fantasy and gambling. So it all comes together. Uh, but the thing we got to watch in terms of storylines moving into week 16 as we get into our fantasy heroes, whoever can go win Zach Moss uh, on the waiver wire with Jonathan Taylor, probably done for the year, injured again in that blown 33-0 lead. Uh, but you've got an opportunity here. Uh, to make some hay with a guy 24 carries, 81 yards. I know that's not world-beating, but 
opportunity. That's all we can ask for at this point in the season. And then if you're looking for a quarterback, right, matchup kind of plays, Purdy, everybody's here going up against Washington, still uh, as much as we love him in the media, still available in about 80% of leads. You're looking at Sam Darnold going up against the aforementioned Detroit Lions. So you got opportunity there. And then if you're desperate, maybe a 2QB league and he's out there floating. Davis Mills, solid effort this week, uh, nearly 19 fantasy points. But now you're looking at Tennessee, third most generous to opposing quarterbacks. I never thought that we would have Davis Mills as a possibility I don't want to live in a world where I have to start Davis Mills in a playoff game. <laughs> but if you are in daily fantasy, maybe there's some value. Texans surprising people. I thought I, I know like when spreads are double digits, you want to stay away. But I didn't think that there was any way the Chiefs were not going to, especially after the effort that the Texans put together against the Cowboys the week prior. I'm like, that's the one-off. Mm-hmm. You know, like this isn't. This isn't a thing in Houston. They're not getting better. They just happened to face a Cowboys team that really wasn't really interested. And uh, different story. But uh, if you want to go and play with Davis Mills, I don't know, Mike gave you a bunch of names because there could be a variety of options. Um, have at it because I'm, I'm not willing to go as far as Mike is. <laughs> the Texans offense right now is the weirdest looking offense in the world because they're playing with Davis Mills and Jeff Driscoll on the field at the same time. And, and so it's neither one of like both of them are like running routes and like <laughs> you yeah. use a running back like Jeff Driscoll has tight end eligibility on Yahoo. Did you know that? Yeah. No, I was going to bring it up. I saw TikTok about it. I'm not in a Yahoo league, but I saw TikTok and I'm like, holy smoke. So I went and checked my league and I'm like, darn it. But I did start Taysom Hill this week. So that did help at tight end. Um, yeah, no, it, it, it's crazy to go in without Damian Pierce, Brandon Cooks and Nico Collins and then thrive. You know, like, like what is what's going on here? Uh, it's it's absolute, absolute craziness. Um, I made a preseason prediction, Birch. This was this was in May. I made this prediction that we would see Jets Jaguars in week two of the NFL season on Thursday night football. And you want to know why hmm. this was, um, this was even before they, had, no, this, this was, I think I made it by, by week four. The reason being is I think that they wanted Trevor Lawrence against Zach Wilson. Hmm. And they wanted that before either guy either got hurt um, before either team or both teams were out of the playoff picture um, or before one of the guys got benched. And here we are in week 16, and Zach Wilson was benched, mm. but he's back starting, and Trevor Lawrence is starting. And what do you know? Both of these teams are in the playoff hunt. Jaguars for the division in the AFC South, Jets in the wild card in the AFC. That's what we've got on Thursday night in actual – intriguing game a game that i am actually intrigued to watch way more than raiders rams even with the Mm -hmm. baker mayfield on 48 hours notice coming in i think jaguars jets is going to be a good watch in week 16 no i agree i'm i'm having fun watching this jaguars offense right now uh trevor lawrence is developing incredibly well He, he he looks excellent um I'm a little nervous because I've got a lot of pieces in this game and I'm not entirely certain what to make because when you have obviously the very hot offense of the Jaguars, but a very good defense. Now, yes, the Jets D wasn't fantastic against the Lions this last week, but they still like 
held them at bay for a while, and that's a very potent Lions offense. Um, but for example, as you know, as Mike mentioned, Zay Jones. Uh, my hero, Zay Jones, uh, is going up against a strong Jaguars defense or Jets defense, and uh, I'm I'm a little nervous. I don't know exactly what to make of it. I'm gonna have to dive into this one a little bit as we get a, a, ahead of it because I also just in on principle hate playing guys on Thursday. Uh, not only do I not like uh, uh, having to make lineup decisions super early, but also the quick turnaround sometimes creates poor results for people. So, Zay Jones. Who did you put him in the lineup for? Well, I he was in my lineup because I lost Debo Samuel. There you go. Okay. Yeah. So here I am. I had T. Higgins, mm-hmm. you know, the week before. Mm-hmm. I had DeAndre Hopkins, who was a, a question mark. I had DJ Moore. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not a who's who. It's a what's that? Yeah. Uh, receiving cores <laughs> at certain points of the season when Hopkins wasn't playing and Moore was less. But – the point is, is they were all question marks. Mm-hmm. So I went in. I got Zay Jones. Mm-hmm. I know Jason Stewart, uh, Fox Sports Radio producer of the Doug Gottlieb Show, texts me. You know, after I think the first touchdown, guess who put Zay Jones in their lineup? <laughs> so I think everybody who picked him up yeah. needed to put him in their lineup yeah. because of Debo Samuel, because of DeAndre Hopkins, mm-hmm. or the T. Higgins, Tyler Boyd scenario. Like, like, like there was a reason. That not only were people picking up Zay Jones, they were playing him because I just felt that there were so many like I played Zay Jones, you know, mm-hmm. and I'm not trying to rain on your parade oh, as no. a as a smart play. Mm-hmm. What I think is that the scenario provided itself with the the receiver health that we had in week 14, and then you kind of like the matchup. You're thinking there could be some points. Mm-hmm. It worked out well if you played Zay Jones. Oh yeah. And I'm uh, I'm hoping that he could be this year's Rashad Penny, right? Where he comes on at the very end and wins people fantasy championships. That's, yeah, that's what I'm hoping. So yeah, so that could be a good carryover. Arian Foster did that uh, years uh, years back. Like got some late starts for the uh, for the Texans and then became the man. Mm-hmm. Uh, we knew Penny was going to be hurt early in this year, but right. yeah, he was he was dominant last year. <laughs> we'll see if it continues on Thursday night. The other the one question I think in this is. You know, does does Zach Wilson continue this? Um, even though Garrett Wilson had 98 yards, mm-hmm. um, there were some plays that were all right. Um, there were some plays where they just weren't on the same page. Um, <laughs> maybe the Jaguars' defense doesn't, you know, provide that resistance, so it doesn't matter. Bam Knight only had 23 yards on 13 carries out yeah. of a night, so that would be something I would just. Uh, um, just maybe put a little little flag by, but I think you're playing Lawrence, um, mm-hmm. you're playing ETN, you're playing Zay Jones, even against the, you know good Jets defense. Um, yeah, I, I I think you could go with a lot of guys on Thursday night, which will make it even more fun to play. Yeah, yeah, I am I am still going to roll with Zay uh, because I I I believe in it. Um, but uh, also, what I find interesting with Zach Wilson this past week is he kind of stumbled into the best case scenario for him in terms of like proving that he can actually start again, and he didn't really thrive in that opportunity because as we all remember from earlier in the season the lions had the number one 
uh, scoring offense, and they were 32nd in scoring defense. Yeah. Uh, they're a fantasy dream uh, for, for a lot of people out there where Zach Wilson then got into a situation where he's going up against the Lions' pass defense. He's got an opportunity where uh, you know Garrett Wilson is a stud. He's, he's looked fantastic. Um, and he's got a healthy Elijah, uh, Elijah Moore, and it was an opportunity where he could step in and like show that he can put up numbers and he can do well, and he just kind of was okay. Um, so <laughs> I would kind of, especially on a quick turnaround on Thursday night, I have a feeling that he will take a step back, uh, that, that he's not going to put up a, a really anything too reliable and... Uh, if you're desperate at quarterback, I, I I personally would look elsewhere. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events... You'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Juan Gabriel. Juan Gis. Selena. Selena. Celia Cruz. Azúcar. Carol G. La Bichota. Christina Aguilera. Ex-Tina. Just to name a few. We're serving the whole story. From rags to riches. And all the tea in between. I'm Liliana Vasquez. And I'm Joseph Carrillo. And we're the host of Becoming an Icon Season 2. Guess who's back in the house? And we're bringing you even more stories behind the world's biggest stars in Latin music. Certified Latin royalty. Consider us your star sleuths, your chisme besties, digging beneath los mejores éxitos to bring you everything you didn't know about your favorite Latin icons. Hey, you know what, my boo? You're my favorite icon. Joseph. Listen to Becoming an Icon, part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. 
Let's uh, let's put a bow on this. Let's uh, let's wrap this bad boy up. How about that, mm-hmm. uh, Ryan Bershinger? We're gonna head back to the bathroom, uh, Mike <laughs> Harmon. On vacation, again, somewhere in Florida. I'm not going to give you the exact locale. I don't want you to, you know, go looking for Harmon, asking for fantasy advice. Uh, Harmon's got a, a message for you as we head into week 16 and the holiday week. And finally, gentlemen, wanted to just say thank you for what's been a hell of a year. Uh, a lot of twists and turns, surviving, trying to get through and actually win this guillotine league. I'm going to finish uh, about 10, 10 to 12 points off the pace. Uh, when I next look at the update, you know, you always have to wait for those stat corrections. Uh, but I'm beating Smith, so that's all that matters. Uh, but we've got that. We're going to lose a playoff matchup, the Miles Sanders thing. Yeah, I took that personally. Uh, as well as just some bad luck, uh, you know, when Stephon Diggs comes up with the effort he did. Uh, relatively speaking, of course, you know, hey, 10 points is great for your WR3, not for your one. Uh, and then... We, uh, we look at just overall best ball thing, the, the, the train rolls on. So we'll see what happens going forward. But wanted to say thank you guys. Wish you a blessed Merry Christmas with your families, to all the listeners out there uh, for sticking with us and, and making I Want Your Flex a part of your listening schedule, whether you want to agree with me, shake your fist at me, uh, but hopefully have some entertainment and information based on what Dan and I say to make you think a little differently and give you a break from whatever may vex you uh, in the outside world. Let fantasy do that. It's hard enough as it is. Uh, Peace and love. We'll talk to you guys soon. We piggyback off of Mike's uh, holiday wishes. Hope he and the family have a uh, have a great holiday as well in Florida. Not going to tell you where he is. I don't want you to hunt him down for fantasy advice. But uh, but yes, uh, a, a merry Christmas, happy holidays, happy Annika uh, to all of you who listen to the podcast. It is Ryan Bershinger. It is me, Dan Byer. We are wrapping up the I Want Your Flex podcast. And Bersh, I guess my one thing as we head into week 16 and you're starting to look at uh, waiver wire and stuff like that, weather is going to be a factor. Make sure that your player that you are looking to pick up um, is in a spot where the weather could be advantageous. It's going to be cold in Chicago for Bills Bears. going to be cold in Kansas City for Seahawks Chiefs. going to be cold in Cleveland. We're talking single-digit temps for Saints and Browns. And other spots uh, in the uh, in the Midwest, and then also on the on the East Coast, Raiders Steelers is going to be cold on Saturday night. So if there are tiebreakers, if you're debating over someone, you may want to look at weather. May want to look at teams that are playing indoors. Philly and uh, Dallas obviously playing uh, in Big D. You got the Packers and Dolphins on Christmas Day. You know, in South Florida, that should be all right. But those are maybe some of the things you're going to want to look at as you're making decisions, especially with the games on Saturday. And yeah, as as you mentioned, uh, you're looking at these indoor games, and of course one of those is the Chargers-Colts in Indy, and where if you are in the playoffs with Jonathan Taylor no longer on your roster, first yeah. of all, uh, that impressive that you've gotten this far and, and won in, in the postseason, uh, despite having Jonathan Taylor be on your roster and go down at such a crucial point. Um, if you're looking towards the waivers, I still think there's a great opportunity with Deion Jackson. Uh, the Chargers' rush defense is weak. Um, the the twist is that Zach Moss seems to be getting the looks in the red zone, um, and Harmon mentioned Moss as a as as a waiver ad. Um, if Deion Jackson's available, um, I think it's there's great opportunity there because, for example, like I mentioned earlier, you know I I played Latavius Murray this week. I picked up Murray a few weeks ago. 
Um, not because he's a great running back and not because the Broncos have an incredible offense, but because there was great possibility for volume. And I think with Taylor going down, uh, there's great possibility for volume for Deion Jackson. We, we saw it pay off once earlier in the season with him, uh, and he's facing a weak rush defense this week. So um, if you're in need of a spot start in the postseason, I think there's great opportunity there. I would lean towards Jackson over Moss if you're having to pick between the two. And you'd have to think the Colts are going to be jacked up considering they're yes. hanging that banner for the uh, largest uh, lead ever given up. <laughs> that was also on social media everywhere on Saturday. I do not have the Photoshop skills to make the fake Colts banner. did pop into my mind, but a thousand other people uh, already beat me to it. Um, it's going to be a long week. I mean, really it is. With the holidays and, we, you know, we got all the games on Saturday. You got the triple header on, on Sunday. I know the NBA is so mad at the NFL for oh, yeah. putting a triple header on what is normally the NBA's day. <laughs> but if you're the NBA, you couldn't pick, um, well, two of the games. Green Bay and Dolphins should be pretty good. <laughs> but you almost have to be grateful that the seasons have turned out the way it have has been for the Broncos, Rams, Buccaneers, and Cardinals, because those, those are the matchups we're also getting on Christmas Day. Ugh. It'll still blow everything of the, from the NBA out of the water, but, uh, yeah, at least the, the NBA could be grateful for that. And, Bursch, uh, I'll just leave on this note, because I think you are correct. If you do have Jonathan Taylor on your fantasy team, thank you so much for still listening to this podcast, because you <laughs> haven't had a reason to for in about two months. So I, uh, I appreciate that. We appreciate that, and we thank you uh, for being a loyal listener. If you uh, want to hit up Bursch on Twitter, get him at Ryan Bershinger. You can find me on Twitter at Dan Byer on Fox. And the one and the only Mike Harmon, find him on Twitter at Swollen Dome. We're going to do another uh, Week 16 preview. Um, no, just one episode weeks this week. We will double up um, because of uh, just the way the calendar falls and, and how important these games are. So Bursch and I will be back. Harmon may be in a bathroom near you. Uh, we do not know. But, uh, but whatever the case is, all three of us will get together again for another edition of I Want Your Flex. Talk to you then. From LinkedIn News, I'm Leah Smart, host of Every Day Better, an award-winning weekly podcast dedicated to personal development. Whether you're looking for ways to shift your mindset or seeking more fulfillment in your life, we've got you covered. Join me as we dive into captivating stories and research-backed ideas that have empowered me and others to lead lives with more clarity and intention. Everyday Better, making growth an everyday practice. Listen to Everyday Better on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Jesse Hempel, host of the Hello Monday podcast. In my 20s, I knew what career success looked like. In midlife, it's not that simple. Work is changing, we are changing, and there's no guidebook for how to make sense of it. Start your week with the Hello Monday podcast. Listen to Hello Monday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Carol G. Juan Gabriel. Christina Aguilera. What do these three have in common? You mean apart from impeccable style, chart-topping canciones, and drama? Facts, yes, all of the above are correct, but most importantly, they're some of the biggest Latin icons in the world. And they're just a few of the game-changing Latin stars we're covering in Becoming an Icon Season 2. Listen to Becoming an Icon on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.